This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, we're currently recording on April the 8th, 2021, and I had a glorious agenda of Nordstrom, Cartier, Gucci, and Levine and Rose prepared for this podcast, which we'll still get to. But unfortunately, the stay-at-home orders that came out for Ontario, as well as additional measures in Alberta happened, which is going to preempt this a little bit. We'll get to it. But Craig, we had an article on the anger and frustration that these new lockdown measures are having, especially for those Canadian businesses. So let's start there. Where? What's your thought? Yeah, yeah, and I'm kind of one of them. Uh, you know, definitely don't want people to get sick. I, I fully support wearing masks, et cetera. But yeah. uh, Ontario as a province is going into a third lockdown and other provinces are also um, going into variations of lockdowns. Alberta, 15% capacity in retailers. You can't mm. eat in a restaurant, but you can do curbside pickup. Um, it's it's getting just exhausting. I, I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to keep going through this, yeah. I, I'm worried about, you know, businesses in Canada because they've still got expenses to pay. And, and when you cut off a revenue source, which should be a brick and mortar presence, you're really getting uh, these businesses in a challenging position. If they can't uh, get in front of consumers online, uh, they're not going to be able to make any sales whatsoever. And this, exactly. I think, is you know, been been a theme throughout uh, this pandemic. And again, we're in this position again. And I just think this is going to be a really challenging time. I'm especially worried about uh, streets with a lot of food service businesses like restaurants. Um, yes. We may lose quite a few of our restaurants, uh, uh, you know, that we know and love across Canada, especially in bigger cities, because it seems like big cities are really being hit right now with exactly. uh, yeah. um, these challenges. And uh, even if we didn't have lockdowns, there would be reduced sales because there's a segment of the population that is yeah. avoiding going places. Well, my perspective is coming from that. I have family members that are on the Canadian front lines for medical workers. And they're seeing young and old Canadians dying every day from these um, COVID-related deaths, which is so sad. And on the other hand, I also have family in South Africa who uh, are going through lockdowns from the government uh, for over the last year. And when their rainy day fund, if they had one, when it ran out, then they had virtually no government support there. So I have to acknowledge that the Canadian government has been doing a really good job of supporting Canadians through this whole time. Like the whole CERB or the wage subsidy and a variety of other programs. They aren't perfect. They could have been done better, especially in um, in hindsight. But at the end of the day, when you're looking at other countries around the world, we are in such a privileged, fortunate position. Um, and it's not going to be helping everybody. And there's been casualties across the whole board from when it comes to businesses. But still... The Canadian federal government really should be acknowledged on with the stuff that they've done. Now, on the other hand, where I get cranky and upset is really with the Canadian provincial mm-hmm. governments, which are responsible for when do we lock down and decisions around the whole like health um, perspective and decisions, right? So um, some provincial governments have been doing great and some have been really struggling with the tension between the political, the health and the economic um, needs of the people, which have led to a lot of half measures, which has kind of really gotten us to this point of the third wave. And conversely, what really angers me is the whole general attitude of Canadians who are feeling like that they are justified in disregarding any of the medical advice because they've been in it for long enough and they have COVID fatigue. So 
for myself, that really angers me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But those two together, the provincial governments, as well as COVID fatigue rationalization, really has gotten us into this third wave. And I really am sorry for all of these retailers and hospitality workers that are now impacted. My heart goes out to you guys. Hopefully you're still going to be here. Yeah, hopefully, right? I don't know. My my thought is like again, I don't want anybody dying from this. Unfortunately, people are. Um, I, um, you know, my my thought is, how much of a spread is there actually at a retail store? Uh, if I was to, I don't know, say go across the street to the Cartier store, which we'll be talking about, which is actually Chef Renovations, you know, I think I'd feel safer going into a store like that than I would my local Shoppers Drug Mart up the street. Uh, I was there today. I popped in to get some discounted Easter chocolate and. <laughs> uh, it was crowded. I couldn't believe it. And I thought, well, my God, I mean, I'd feel safer one-on-one getting a haircut than I would shopping at Shoppers Drug Mart. And I can see how the governments don't want to go down that slippery slope of trying to justify why one retail activity is more or less risky than another. And they are just going down the rip the mandate off and try to get the stuff under control because a lot of the confusion that's been going on over the last year has been from the whole, well, we can do this, but we can't do that. We can kind of do this, but you can't do that. So I can see how now that we're in this like third wave, and hopefully we're not going to go into a fourth, fifth, and sixth, but that confusion is highly averted by just going through and doing the full-on lockdown of what's going on versus saying, oh, well, you know, do this is okay. Versus, uh, it's not. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I just think it's another half measure and uh, really depending where we are, especially in, in, you know, Alberta and British Columbia, I don't know how much longer we'll be going on for. I mean, the vaccine is the only thing that really is going to potentially save this. And even then, I don't think that's going to be a savior, especially with the variants that are coming about that may be vaccine resistant, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. One thing to say to, you know, all these businesses out there that are struggling is, is try to stay strong. I know this is a really tough time, probably a nightmare for, for some businesses, but, you know, you try to, you know, try to pull through this if possible because, uh, you know, the, it's not going to be like this forever, but uh, dear God, I mean, I don't even know. I, I know I give that advice and I just give it blindly because uh, if I was, in, in the position where I had a physical business being shut down, I'd probably be massively livid. I mean, I was crying. pretty pissed off already, yeah. but you know, and, I, and I'm, you know, we're not affected by this in the same way we're a virtual business. So, um, yeah. Oh, anyways. So yeah, uh, there'll be a lot more news coming on, on, uh, on that, uh, from us and, uh, every other <laughs> news publication in the country, I'm sure pretty much. Oh yeah. And I think we've dwelled enough on the pandemic for now. And again, heart goes out to everybody. Please be strong. Um, but moving on to our original agenda that we were planning for the podcast, let's move into Nordstrom bringing UK-based Dover Street Market into Canada, Craig. Yeah, that kind of blew me away. Um, I found uh, yeah. the article, funny enough, I think it was in Vogue um, uh, first. And <laughs> and uh, I, I thought, I was just like, really? Like Because Dover Street Market, it's, it's a concept out of uh, the UK and it's got, I think, six larger stores around the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, New York and LA each have one, but uh, it's it's a very cool multi-brand concept, uh, interesting high-end brands. Uh, again, a few select stores in the, in the world and, and now having partnered with Nordstrom, uh, the Vancouver Nordstrom store, it's the only one in Canada that has it. It's in the department called Space, uh, which is on the second floor. Uh, there's one at Yorkdale yeah. that does not have the Dover Street Market. And and Space is this kind of, it's this funky, interesting, cool, weird, kind of this unisex shopping space. Uh, they've got stuff, I don't, they don't care yeah. for, if it's men or women, really. It's just kind of this, you know, multi-brand space, kind of like the room in Vancouver is now where they got men's and women's in there. But uh, even even some, I guess, gender neutral clothing, which... Uh, 
sounds like, I don't know, sweatpants or something, <laughs> but, but uh, it, it's interesting to oh. see Dover street market doing that. Uh, you know, are, are they going to open a store in Canada? Well, God yeah. only knows. I mean, there's only six in the world, but uh, uh, that partnership certainly has, I think, upped the cool factor for Nordstrom and Nordstrom probably needed it because I, in the partnership, I find almost yeah. a bit strange. Yeah. I thought it w- a better relationship would be with Simon's in my humble opinion. That would be really interesting. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Certainly that relationship to me would make more sense. Uh, Simon's is a younger, trendier retailer, beautiful stores. Uh, I, I really like Simon's and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, geez, that's a good point. <laughs> you should have been hired for this. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, I, uh, well, my thing is that I've been doing all these mall tours lately and you know, when I go into a Simon's, I get the kind of younger youth vibe that is the same kind of vibe that I'm getting from the UK Dover Street Market. So that's kind of where the thought and uh, overall feel is coming from. You get me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, Simon's is only in Canada and I'm oh, sure, you know, Dover Street right. Market. They've only got three of these pop-ups in Nordstrom, uh, just three of them. There, there's New York City, the big flagship store that opened, I think it was last year. Mm. Um, yeah. Los Angeles at the Grove, which is a, a highly productive shopping center on the mm-hmm. west side of Los Angeles. And uh, then the highly productive Nordstrom store uh, at CF Pacific Center in Vancouver. Woo-hoo. So yeah, I'm surprised I didn't pick Toronto because this is a pretty strong market for fashion, or at least it was. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other topic that we were going to cover after Nordstrom here is moving on to another uh, Toronto piece of news is uh, Cartier is shutting down for renovations on Blur Street. Yes. So why don't we hop into that topic, Craig? Yeah. So Cartier is going to reopen in the fall, uh, which is interesting. They they shut down just temporarily on Blur Street. This is good news, by the way, uh, because Cartier is renovating the Toronto Blur Street store that they've got there. It's been there since, I think, 2009. Uh, it was in other locations before that. So Toronto's had a Cartier boutique since the 1980s, at least, I think it's been. But uh, uh, yeah, this store is being renovated. This is a, to me, this is really good news for Blur Street because it shows that that brand is investing on the street and not just pulling out, you know, letting the store sit yeah. there. Maybe there's something along a lease renewal where they're mandated to do this. But regardless, that investment that's being made into that store I think signals confidence. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, like, is where else can you get your your Cartier in a in a pinch when you're in Toronto now with that closed? Is there do they have other locations or? Yeah, it's essential needs, right? No, yeah. uh, Cartier has a store at the Yorkdale Shopping Center, oh. a standalone, and then you can get the brand different products in different stores. Like you know, Burks uh, has it in some other locations. Probably most of them. I shouldn't say that different stock lists in different locations, but. Certainly the brand is available. However, with the lockdowns, um, uh, Curbside you're going to do it online for a little while in Toronto. <laughs> Drive by Cartier. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the second last topic that we wanted to go through in the podcast is in West Edmonton Mall. Gucci opened up their third standalone store. So Craig, why don't we hop into that one? Yeah. Yeah. This is a bit of a trilogy here in terms of Louis Vuitton opened in the, First. I think it was the summer of uh, 2019. Yep. We had Saint Laurent that opened uh, not too long ago. I think it was December. and. 2020. Now Gucci at West Edmonton Mall. Mm. I, I think it's interesting because, uh, again, West Edmonton Mall was certainly not a luxury mall. No. Uh, in years past, mm. I, I would not even have looked at it in that light whatsoever. But uh, Tiffany and company, the jeweler, moved in, and I think it was 2013. Uh, it raised a few eyebrows, but the store was doing quite well. So they were, you know, the landlord, Triple Five, was able to attract more luxury stores. I, I think what really helped this along was Holt Renfrew closing in downtown, downtown Edmonton. It closed in January of 2020. And... Louis Vuitton had already decided that it was going to be stepping out on its own and going into West Edmonton Mall, which really, to me, is the main reason that whole Renfrew closed. There's a couple of other reasons, but 
been told too that they were going to bring the ready-to-wear clothing for men and women into the Gucci store at West Edmonton Mall. They didn't. So wow. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like you take a look at Louis Vuitton's ready-to-wear. That's only in select locations. So like for them to bring ready-to-wear Gucci into West Ed would be quite a boon for West Ed's location. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean that's that's what I was told was going to happen. So I'm not yeah. quite sure where that went, but. Um, you know, the Louis Vuitton store at West Edmonton Mall does not have the ready-to-wear apparel. Um, that's only available in, uh, well, Toronto, Bloor Street, Yorkdale, downtown Vancouver, Standalone, and Holt Renfrew, Vancouver. I think those are the only ones that carry it. And the odd time, Holt Renfrew Ogilvy gets a few pieces, I think. Okay. And the last topic we wanted to cover in the podcast is Levy and Rosen Bikini Village launches an expansion uh, for a lot of those retail spaces that are being opened up. So while we cover that and right, right towards the end here, Craig. Yeah, yeah. Montreal-based Levy and Rose, uh, known for lingerie and I think maybe some swimwear and underwear. I don't know about the swimwear, to be honest. Yeah. I don't shop there, but... Uh, <laughs> Being, being a guy. But uh, yeah, yeah. So La Ville Rose, despite the pandemic, is expanding. In fact, uh, we did an article on uh, the retailer that really has expanded for the last 25 years under uh, Mr. Roberge, who uh, who bought the company uh, a quarter of a century ago and continues to expand it. So he's seeing opportunities, uh, even during the pandemic, to open more stores and, and to get in front of the consumers. So uh, I'm not sure specifically, yeah, specifically about West Edmonton Mall, but certainly he's secured some swim co-locations as well as other locations that he wants to expand. So I think this is great. And I think the opportunity is there because Victoria's Secret, which I would say would be a competitor, has kind mm-hmm. of lost its luster in Canada. It's closed quite a few stores. I think something like 15 Ooh. in the last 12 to yeah. 18 months in Canada. It's it's, it's not a good scene. And then Licenza, uh, which was Canadian owned, had seen a bit of a downturn and uh, they weren't, you know, people weren't sure if, Lacenza would even exist this year. It still does exist, but the company certainly uh, was struggling before and, there, and many had predicted that it would go under. So this could be a Le'Veon Rose's time to shine. Uh, there have been other uh, chains like it in the past. I think One Plus One was one of them, but uh, have you know, dissolved or gone away. And uh, uh, so, yeah, this retailer probably has, has quite a bit of strength to it. Uh, and, and then in the in the bra underwear section, I think mm, Change yes. Lingerie, a Change of Scandinavia is what it used to be called. I know it filed. I'm not sure if the stores have all closed, but uh, the Canadian division had filed for bankruptcy. So I don't even think we reported oh. on that. <laughs> but but Richter's handling uh, ha- handling it. So I have to go back and check and see what's happening with that. It was, it was a bit of sad news. And sometimes I don't want to read it despite being a journalist t- chasing yeah, story. Yeah. Well, thanks for going through all the popular topics as well as the, you know, discussing your thoughts on the whole lockdown with me. So it's greatly appreciated. And thank you to our listeners for being with us today. Please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and we'd appreciate it if you left a review with your podcast provider to help others find us too. And just a gentle reminder, we do have an email newsletter that you can subscribe to that goes out every weekday morning and it has a link to the Canadian news from around the web that we've curated from the previous day as well as links to our recently published articles exclusive to Retail Insider. If you go to our website, retail-insider.com, you can find the subscribe area towards the bottom of our main page and then you can get that email into your inbox every morning. So thanks everyone for listening and Craig, thanks for chatting and chat with you next week. Thank you so much, everyone. Take care.